Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Before the show starts, make sure you visit the Breakfast store for all the sweet Breakfast merch, like the super comfy Breakfast t-shirts and the very dapper Breakfast coffee mugs. Go there now, BrentFestStore.com. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at yet another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I am your host, Brent Pope. My guest today is the very talented composer, music director, piano player, Dan Wessels. He's worked on films like Sauce Boys, and you've also seen him playing at comedy theaters like Upright Citizens Brigade and Second City in Los Angeles. Not only that, he's written musicals that have played all over the world, Off-Broadway, Sydney Opera House, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and the Kennedy Center. Heard of those places? I have. And that's not all. We had breakfast at Sun Cafe, a vegan joint. So, give me a C, a bouncy C. What you asked for, Brent, right. you're going to get it. We got Dan Wessels today on hey. Breakfast. I'm playing myself in because that's what I get to do. Nice. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. That could go on a Hallmark card. <laughs> My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Somebody screwed through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Dan Wessels, welcome to the tiny studio LA in NoHo. Thank you. It's uh, lovely to be here. God, I need a keyboard every... Sh- Could you just sit off to the side here and just, like, throw things in? I would love nothing more than to be your Paul Schaefer. I need to do that, like, once, maybe once a month we have you come in and do the keyboard. You I know? mean, yeah. You let okay. me know. You All right, know. I'll let you know. I'm, I'm here. I'm serious about I'm here. this. This okay. would be great. You let me know. <laughs> this is adding another level. Like, the there is definitely room in this room for at least six more people. Is my singing less impressive if there's a keyboard with it, though? I mean, I mean let's... <laughs> let's be real pretty good <laughs> do uh, that's wait what did i just no yeah that was a c okay <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I think we met because you were doing the music, and it was great music. It still is great music for our unproduced, kind of based on a meatloaf-type character. Yeah. You know, you and I are both meatloaf fans. We found Huge. this out. Yeah. Uh, Jim Steinman and Meatloaf together. We love all of that. Mm-hmm. And we did a project together called Beef Meat. Oh, God. Uh, what and- a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. I'm still putting it out there. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I would love to. I, I don't know if I don't even know if we can do any of the music. It's pretty wild. Like, it's just you going to town on the piano and me doing like my best rock god type voice if I can do that. Yeah, you know? it was it was someone coming up to me. We were connected by another teacher at Second City saying, oh, Dan plays the piano. He might be good for this. And I heard, hey, we're pitching a show. And if the show gets made your job is to write songs that sound like Meatloaf, and that's called a dream job for yeah. me. <laughs> sound like Meatloaf, guys. Not like, Meatloaf. Like Meatloaf. Like Meatloaf-esque. Like meatloaf. like all, all you need to do to um, to sound like uh, a Jim Steinman song is uh, you just need to go like, um, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, 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 one, two, three, one, two. And then you say something like this. Yeah, 
that's that's yeah. it. We Something just, like that. Yeah, yeah. In the bank. In the bank. <laughs> that's right. Do it. <laughs> In the bank, we cut. We're cutting this, right? Okay, great. <laughs> no, we're not cutting. That's staying no, in. No, it's stay, <laughs> I, no. Uh, we're 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 cutting it into the record. I oh think. yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I say no when I mean yes, and yes when I mean no. That's right. That's another thing. On the this is, song is like the uh, juxtaposition of like yes and no, and the meaning different things. Yeah, right? yeah, you know. And then th- that also led to me when I was working on the the Sauce Boys movie that we've talked about a lot on here, which is I, th- I think you can still find it somewhere online. You might have to pay like $2 for it now or something it's, like that. I'd say it's worth it. Oh, it's you totally know, worth it, yeah. By paying $2, you're paying about 1% of the entire budget of the movie. Yeah, that, that was one of those movies like, guys, <laughs> you know, you always hear about like these million dollar budget things. I think we shot this movie over the pandemic and I want to say the budget was something like $500 because everything we did through favors yeah. and talent to people like you we, and myself just working for free. I think, yeah, you, we were in doing a meeting for Beef Mate and you mentioned you were doing a project where you got to do a very fun character yeah, voice. Yeah. Where it was just like the scratchy voice like this. Get the hell out of my office, Galise. Yeah. And yeah. and immediately, like, I hear that and I go, okay, you're doing a cop thing? What's yeah, that? Uh, yeah. And working on, you know, small budget things, you normally never get to do, like, the big fun action movie yeah. sounding yeah. music. And so, of course, I'm immediately intrigued. Tell me all about it. And I basically made you let me on to write the music I mean, for it. look, you were the first choice, you know, for uh, this. I, I know that you're a fan of, like, with the same type of music. We just worked together a lot. It took a, t- a team of people that were willing to just do it for the love of this project and, like, putting something out there and, like, okay, we can, but also we can use this to pitch ourselves. Yeah. You know? Well, I think, too, you were telling me about it. And I'm like, well, that sounds ridiculous and fun, and we're doing an action movie, like, Bad Boys? Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then I saw the footage, and I could not believe... That you were shooting car chases Uh for nothing. Yeah. Like you, they were speeding up footage of driving cars. And I saw them do some behind the scenes stuff where McGowan is, Robert McGowan, the uh, director of photography is like leaning out of the car, holding the camera, shooting at the other car. And then he'll hop off and like run alongside the car. And the cars are going, what, like, three miles an hour, but he's able to speed it up oh, yeah, where it yeah. looks like super exciting. Don't ruin the the, the, the image. Damn. Uh, are kidding me. Oh my God. Uh, well, that's what podcasts are for. No, it's no. for ruining. <laughs> it's for ruining no, magic. Well, yeah. I'll say this. Yeah. The thing about Robert McGowan, the, the reason, one of the reasons we're able to get this uh, for, for no money is because Robert McGowan, when you have the, the director of photography, that's also a stunt driver, you yeah. know, and he can do both things kind of at once, which is yeah. insane if you think about it. Or I think Galise might've taken over the camera at some points when he was yeah. doing the stunt driving too. Brian Galise. Brian Galise is the creator, creator of the whole star. dang thing. Yeah. yeah. And just all around great ringleader. He's like so good at yeah. wrangling the best oh, people. He, he gets <laughs> he gets the favors from anyone. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm all too happy to do it. Brian, if you're listening, uh, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Sauce Boy season two. He, he says, uh, knowing that there's definitely something on the horizon with him. So, Sauce yeah. Boys season two. Se- Musical Boogaloo. Oh, I'm ready. Oh. I'm ready. I'm ready. This is happening. We <laughs> we got we got to put on a t- talent show to save the hockey rink. It's the only way. Like clearly, the sequel to a Bad Boys type movie is yeah. '80s musical teen, yeah. you know, movie. Yeah, yeah romp. 
What do you think? Because um, I play this guy named Captain Norman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you think his musical talent? <laughs> what do you think his song might sound I, like? Okay. I think if I think if um, I would imagine it'd be like it, so on the nose. Okay. Right. He would be. There would be no subtlety whatsoever okay. to what he did. So it'd be like a. Like that, it would be like yeah. cop rock, right? God, do you remember? Did you watch that show, Cop Rock? When I never, I never watched it, but believe me, I've looked up clips on YouTube. Is it actually bad, or do people do not get it? No, it's um, it's very bad. It's so. It's, and by the way, if you're, you know, <laughs> okay, so do we, under forty years old, <laughs> you probably never heard of Cop Rock. Okay, Stephen Bochco, very famous, like showrunner, show creator. I believe he did like Hill Street Blues. I think so. Yeah, uh, I think it came Carnegie Mellon guy. I believe it came from very good pedigree. I remember that. Yeah. But it was super. I think they were really trying to write like a good cop show. Yeah, and they were trying to write really earnest musical theater, and it didn't work. It would it would be something like they uh, the one that I remember. There's a song where they're all in the briefing at the beginning of the day. Okay. And it's something like, let's be safe out there. And not a hint of irony yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're, they're all singing, let's be safe out there. And it's stuff like that or, you know. I bet there's probably a meth dealer yeah. being like, I'm going to run this town. Yeah. I'm going to run this town. You know, and it's yep. probably, I bet that someone wrote that not too far from this studio. Uh, that oh, sounds wow. like some friends just hanging out in North Hollywood being like, well, hey, oh, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to go back and actually watch it because I sometimes you watch things just to see the historical context. And then some things age better than you thought they would have. And some things are exactly what you thought they were back then. Exactly. And I uh, think I think they're all on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't think anyone cares. It didn't last very long, right? It lasted like maybe I want to say Co- four episodes. Couple of episodes. And yeah, I don't think anyone cares about the right, so go for okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, how did you get started playing, you know, in music and playing piano and how young were oh, you? Oh my gosh. I I'm one of those kids that got started when I was like seven. Really? Yeah. I grew up in Rockford, Illinois, and there was a couple and they would just teach their job was they would teach piano lessons out of their house. Yeah. They had two rooms. One room had a grand piano, one room had an upright piano, and they would just teach students in the afternoons. And my sister would take from them, and I would get dragged along. And eventually I was like, I'm bored. Can I just take piano? And my mom was like, okay, you can. And I started taking it. I was okay. I just kept taking piano lessons. My mom was like, you know, uh, when I did the typical, you know, I'm doing it for two years and I want to quit. Okay. My mom goes, I never met an adult who says, I wish my parents let me quit piano. So no, you don't get to quit. So she just kept paying for lessons. That is a true thing, though. I have never heard anyone say, like, I'm so glad my parents didn't let me, they let me quit playing piano. I've never heard that said. Exactly. And that was the thing. That was the thing that got shouted, not shouted at me. She would just, that was a response whenever I would be like, I want to quit. I'm guessing there was some sort of talent that was being shown. I don't remember being that good at it. It made sense to me. And that was it. But I didn't particularly enjoy it until I was like a teenager. 
Yeah. Like, I, it's so weird to be like, oh, yeah, from 7 to 15, I took piano lessons and didn't like it. But it was just something that I did. Was it the thing where you didn't get to play the type of music you would like to play and maybe that's why you didn't like it? That's, or was it you genuinely did not like it? It's so interesting. I'm not sure. I think it's because one of my earliest memories of playing the piano was getting a, a songbook from The Lion King and playing a song out of The Lion King and saying, this doesn't sound at all like the sound on the CD. I thought that when I read the notes on the page mm-hmm. and, I play, and I put my fingers in the right place on the piano, that it was actually going to sound like the movie. I remember this very clearly and being very upset that it didn't sound like a giant orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> and like jungle drums and, and right. all that, all the guitars and everything. Yeah. I was so upset about that. And I think that there was probably that disconnect was my resistance of I knew what I wanted it to sound like. Yeah. And it didn't sound like that yet. So I think it was probably just the fact that it was not as good as I wanted to be. Right. Yeah. That, that makes sense, actually. You know, you, I don't know. I guess I was immediately thinking of like when people, they'll take dance lessons, they want to be a really good dancer. And then they're like, they think I'm, I'm pretty good. And then they watch a video of themselves and they're like, oh, sh- oh I'm not no. even close to where I want to no. be right now. I don't look like the guys on Broadway. Oh, geez. And then you're like, I hate this. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that was, that was the thing. And that was, that was it for a really long time. And, and then I got, I got very into playing the guitar in you know middle school and had a great time doing that because immediately a guitar sounds awesome yeah, yeah. my experience the t- length of time it takes to make something sound good on a guitar to making something sound good on a piano it's a different time frame and i was like oh yeah guitar sounds great and then i would meet guys who could actually play the guitar i'm like yeah i'm just gonna stay on the piano how about that you yeah, know and, and yeah. that's kind of and at that point i'm like i've got eight years behind me oh cool i'm good at the piano awesome let's do this you know right and mm. yeah and once i started started learning you know how things were constructed and how to make my own music i just naturally gravitated towards the piano more nice yeah who were your influences back then or as you were becoming better at it my first or even as a songwriter i would you say know? yeah i would say my first like musical love was metallica <laughs> Really? Yeah. I picked up their CD, S&M, which is the one where they're playing with the San Francisco, yeah. uh, San Francisco Symphony yeah. Orchestra. It was like listening the classical world and this aggressive metal just crashing into each other. And I loved it. It yeah. was kind of eye-opening of maximal music, which yeah. I guess has always been something I've been drawn to. I love very large-scale productions. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so that was sort of my first thing. And then a little after that, I rediscovered Meatloaf because I had like heard him as a kid yeah. when Bad Out of Hell 2 came out and we're doing nothing. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and you just heard that everywhere. And, and I remember picking up the CD at a certain point where I'm like, I have a disposable income. Oh, I remember yeah. listening to this as a kid. And I, I'm listening. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome, you know? Yeah. And I didn't realize that I was listening to Bad Out of Hell 2. Right. That, it, now, when you went back and listened to the original Bad Out of Hell, yeah. was your mind even more blown? I, or did you really still like n- Bad Out of Hell 2? No, no, no. Bad Out of Hell, when I heard the song and I heard that opening piano riff, yeah. I remember exactly where Play I was. Play that whole piano riff. Uh, no. <laughs> I can't play it that fast. Like, it's so fast. Yeah, it's really I, fast, I, yeah. I cannot play it to this day. And that 
just blew me away yeah. and I could not believe it. And for my entire high school, that that LCD was in my car. Yeah. It wasn't always on, but nine times out of 10, I'd throw it on and I'd like speed down Spring Creek. Nice, in, nice. In Rockford, Illinois, listening to that. And I, I, I like to tell people everything I learned about rock and roll piano, I learned from listening to that over and over and yeah, over yeah. and over again. You know, you can do you can do so many things with just taking a scale and going. Well, there's your scale. But if you do it, if you do it in a meatloaf style. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's there's so many big, big gestures that right. are that done simply but like played really, really loud right. is so much fun and satisfying to do. And it wasn't until years later that I realized that outside of the songwriting style of Jim Steinman, yeah. which I always loved because it was so big. Right. That I realized that the piano player on all of those uh, records was Roy Bitten. Oh, wow. Who's the piano player for the E Street Band. Oh, jeez. And, it, and it's like, and, it, and then le- much later on, I come to Bruce Springsteen. I was like, oh, crap. I love this, too. This yeah. is great. You know, yeah. so I. I went totally backwards in my discovery of all of this music. But, oh, that's funny. I yeah. assumed that Jim Steinman was playing the piano on all those things, and uh, I guess I would be wrong. I, I think he wrote everything on the piano, yeah. but uh, but if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Roy, Roy Bitten's the one who's who collaborates with Jim Steinman okay. actually playing. But uh, but I'm sure you can go back and like find footage of Jim Steinman actually be playing all of this sure. stuff himself. Yeah. Before we go any further, we did have breakfast at Sun Cafe. Sun Cafe. In Studio City. Vegan cuisine. We ended up splitting a couple things because they both look really good to us. Yeah, we couldn't decide. Yeah. We had the breakfast burrito with, I know it had tempeh bacon. Tempeh bacon, and it was a tofu scramble sort of for the eggy mm. part of the okay. part of it. Oh, man, that was so delicious. It was really good. Yeah. I could have had a second one, honestly. Yeah, we could have because it was... It was filling, but it wasn't like when I have another breakfast burrito and I know it's like bacon and it's just like really, really filling. I was I was definitely satisfied. It just it tasted so good. Yeah, it was good. That I wanted more. We wanted more. Yeah. And I probably could have had it. What is tempeh? Good question. I'm not quite sure. I don't know either. I've had it. I think it's some kind of I know it's a very high protein sort of bean oh, okay. thing. Okay. Like almost like beans like baked together. I don't know. I should know this, but I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I, I've had tempeh prepared by restaurants, yeah. and it's always really, really good. Mendocino Farms had a great barbecue tempeh, and it was almost mm-hmm. like a like a pulled pork, yeah. which was great. And then I've like bought tempeh, tried to make it myself, and it just does not taste good. <laughs> yeah. Look, that's like the time I tried to make uh, Chinese broccoli. Yeah. And I thought, hey, this will be easy to make. And I was like, oh, this is inedible the oh, way I made are it. You I say, are you saying cooking is a skill? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I knew this, but I was just like, it's going to be like regular broccoli. I can just like put it in the pan and uh, fry a little bit or blanch it a little bit. Yeah, and that'd be fine. Just like, throw, throw some oil nope, in that, maybe. Nope. That does not work with Chinese nope, broccoli. No, 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 no. And tempeh, I don't think I would try it either. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, it's one of those things where someday I'm going to get it. If, if there's one thing that I've learned about making vegan dishes, it's that spices, it's all about the spices because when you make things with uh, meat, all you got to do is brown it and it already tastes good. Yeah, that's right? true. True. And and it, and you can totally get away with just. I used to do this all the time in college. I I brown some burger, right? And that that's my dinner. And now it's like, okay, I got to think about what what spices I'm going to throw on here just to like give it give it a little kick, a little taste. Are you saying then that it does take a more skilled cook to make a good vegetarian dish 
than a, reg- a dish that has regular dish. That's a, a dish that has meat. That's a good question. I think it's because I think I mean I could be sold on that idea. I think you get you get to a really tasty meat dish quicker. Like baseline meat is going to taste great all the time. I uh, and then I think it just takes a little longer to get to that point if you're not using meat. That's been my experience. Yeah. But, you know, I think there's there's uh, something about learning what spices taste like. Right. And all that. I'm trying to look up right now. I yeah. I usually do this during the show. But no, do so it. Is it tempeh? Let's see what tempeh is. Tempeh is a traditional Indonesian food made fermented soybeans. It's made from a natural culture and controlled fermenting process that binds soybeans. Rhizopus elocosporus, Rhizopus orizae, used in the fermentation, fermentation process and also known as tempeh starter. Cha-cha-cha. Main ingredient, soybean. Yeah. Okay. So I, so I was, I had, I had a read on some sort of bean. Yeah. I'll take that. So is that related to tofu then? Is, Probably. is tofu made out of soybeans? It I is, think right? it, I think it okay. is. I think it is. Wait, a, let me look it up. Oh, no. <laughs> tofu. <laughs> tofu, God. <laughs> Great name for a band, Tofu Fighters. Tofu That'd Fighters? Be great. Tofu the, the, Fighters. You're all vegans in the band, yeah. Tofu Fighters. Tofu Fighters. Or, or, do, they, or do they vehemently hate <laughs> vegans? <laughs> tofu Fighters. I, it, might, it might be. Uh, like, we're fighting tofu. Or are they just, like, diabolical scientists that make tofu turn into, like— I mean— Beings that have it, sentient sentience. Well, I don't think we can name a band this because that was the name of my favorite '90s arcade game, Tofu Fighter. <laughs> but Tofu Fighter Two, like you know, you were able to play as the bosses. That was a big it deal. Really became more popular in that one. And yeah, that was the one that that you see in all the classic arcades is Tofu yeah. Fighter Two. Tofu Fighter Two is yeah. the one that yeah. really people were lining up around the block, placing their quarters <laughs> up on the on the arcade games. That's right. You know, free free play if you win the match. By the way, getting back to our meal. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, we also had the French toast. Oh, my God. Which was so good. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was really, really good. That's the one I took the photo of. Yeah. <laughs> the the burrito was fantastic, but something about that French toast, a lot of times I don't get French toast. Yeah. And this had uh, like a maple um, it, cream on it. Yeah, it's got, it's got, okay, so it's whole wheat bread dipped in cashew cream. Oh, God. That's what we gave it the nice so little good. softness yeah, on it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Topped with cinnamon. Remember we had those sliced cinnamon apples? Yes. There yeah, was like was, a, it was a slice, uh, like curled slice of apple. Thin sliced uh, apples on Th- there. That was real good plating. I want to say it was, I don't know which type of apple it was, but I want to say it was like a Granny Smith. It was granny, like kind of a sour. Gotta be a Granny yeah. Smith. Coconut whipped cream and syrup. That's what oh, we're talking about on top. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Dude, something like coconut, coconut milk cream is what I live for yeah. these days. It's so rich and it, you get all the good, yeah. the good creaminess out of it. So wonderful. It was really, really good. And I also am pretty picky about my French toast. And yeah. this was thick bread. I'm not usually a big fan of the thick bread because I like this, the syrup to be able to soak all the way through. Yep. But somehow this, I think it was because it was dipped in the cashew cream. Everyone, everything soaked in. Oh, so good. Yeah. I, I, it was really, really good. It, it was, and um, I may also say, really picturesque seating area. Yeah, we were seated like right under. We were a under a tree. Tree. That had little notes like uh, attached yeah. to it, which were either done by like little kids wishing for their lives to be better, or yeah. the Blair Witch. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, which it one. was it was. Um, imagine a weeping willow, mm-hmm. but the the strand that is coming down is 
a note. They're, it's made up of like little pieces of paper with notes that are sort of clipped mm-hmm. together, like almost like little butterflies. And yeah, I think it would be a great idea since we are now in spooky season okay. that they do, you know, have like curses and stuff yes. on it. You know, yes. I, uh, I'm i all about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, just like real accursed tree. That would be fun. Yeah, and then the, when, when the wait staff comes to talk to you, like... Uh, please do not touch any of those notes. I beg you, do not touch them with <laughs> any with part a, of your body. A vaguely Eastern European accent, and you know. Please do, do not, not do eat not the notes, touch the notes. If you touch the notes, you may notice slowly your body changing into something different that you don't like. So don't touch them, please. (laughs) Um, Could I get this to go? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. That's the great tag. Uh, I'll take this to go. Not to go. Cut that. All right. Cut that in. (laughs) Cut that in. It's on on the album, in the bank. We got it. (laughs) Well, look. Sun Cafe, if you're looking for a vegan place, even if you're not, I look, I still was totally satisfied at this place. I, you know, I eat meat. I do. But this, uh, there's plenty of great vegan places yeah. where they have great options. And they still taste delicious. Yeah. I, and I don't eat meat, but I'll do eggs and cheese mm-hmm. uh, every now and then. And boy, didn't miss it here. Uh, really great. And yeah. I, it's a place that I'd been hearing about for the so longest been time. There before. I had never wow. been there before. I remember when I was first giving up meat, I'm like, oh, my God, what do I eat? And I remember looking up places that teach cooking classes. Mm. And I remember that Sun Cafe coming up, and that's how it got on my radar. I never took those cooking classes, but uh, it was rang out to me as like, oh, this is a place to try. And you would, again, you would not be able to tell that it would be that picturesque there. Now, does this go onto your uh, list of places that you'll put on the go every so often? I think so. Yeah, I'm going to go again for sure. It's lovely. There was a bar inside too, it looked like. And so I'm like, okay, I'll I'll go have some some vegan bar food. That's (laughs) my happy place. What I do like though is it is a very almost like you're sitting in a little orchard outside or by somebody yeah. in somebody's backyard with some trees and yeah. things. Yeah, real nice little seat, seating area. Yeah, and you're not like on top of each other with the other tables. Everyone's not, yep. you know, close enough. Where you, it, they could, I guess, eavesdrop if they wanted to, but it'd be pretty hard to. Yeah. And also you have to avoid touching the tree that you get cursed by. If the, you touch yeah, the, you, you know, get cursed the, if you touch that tree. <laughs> that's right. Clearly. So... That gives you a wide berth because we. I always sit. I want to put. I want to sit under the cursed tree. You please. know, you always think of like curses as coming from old countries, yeah. like uh, like Hungary or Turkey or right. e- those Eastern European areas or whatever. But it's really funny to think about like a North Hollywood curse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever read your screenplay, <laughs> and if they do read it, they won't like it. They won't respond to your one-person show. <laughs> You'll never make the Fringe Festival. <laughs> uh, I'm not going anywhere near. Th- I'm not touching that tree. Nah, no, no. I you, got you to get to the you Fringe. Can't, you can't risk it. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, uh, Sun Cafe, great Sun place. Cafe. Uh, check it out, guys. Highly recommend. Yeah, yeah. Before we get out of here, yeah. I need to get three quick recommendations from Dan Wessels. Oh, Muscles. my gosh. Oh, yeah. these are going to be quick. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll see. quick, uh, you know, quick is a uh, quick, but don't be fast. Okay, you know, got like, it. Like Allegro. Got it. Allegro? 
Allegro. 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 Allegro is Alleg- what you take if you do you have allergies? I do not. Okay, then you don't need Allegro. I don't need, need Allegro. Allegro. I need Allegro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not doing this. I'm doing Split the difference. What's that? Yeah. Uh, that's a nice easy walking speed. Split there the di- split the difference. You're on Dante. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah, which is how I like my pasta. On Dante. On Dante. On Dante. On Dante. I like my uh, I like my pasta <laughs> like that too. Yeah. Sorry, I'm. We've now delved into bad musician pun jokes, and I'm so sorry. You're on Dante. Get off Dante. Oh, He's oh, a nice boy. Dante. <laughs> You'll be nice. So, right. uh, what's the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? Oh, my gosh. My recent obsession, I fell for the YouTube premium. Mm. You know how you always get yep. advertised YouTube yep. premium? It used to be where you would watch Cobra Kai for it was yeah. on uh, Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So, now YouTube premium, it's yet another streaming service subscription. Mm-hmm. But now I love using YouTube. And so, my latest craze uh has been critical role which is a uh, oh, critical role so it's like a role. dnd it's a dnd group of kids it, or it, something it's like that. a dnd they're uh they're all voice actors for video games and okay. cartoons and they get together and they play dungeons and dragons i treat it like a good audiobook uh is it a is it a documentary? Is it like, or are people playing characters? It's they're scripted. Playing, they're playing. No, it's uh, it's not scripted, but based on the the style of the game. Okay. They it's more like a think of it like an audiobook. Okay. But it's more like an an epic novel that's being told by an improv team. Oh, okay. Is kind of how I I think I dig of that. it because they're they're cracking jokes and stuff, and then when they want to get serious and yeah. like big into the fantasy, they go for it. Okay. And they've been around for I think seven years at this point. Wow. Every episode is like four hours long. Oh geez. It's so because of the YouTube Premium, I listen when I drive around LA. And I treat it like an audiobook, so yeah. I've, I've been cranking through it. And dude, it's it's my new obsession. Nice. And uh, it's so funny that I'm thinking of it as a hidden gem because these guys do like crazy good business, and they they've got a show on Amazon at this point. Like okay. that's a cartoon of their adventure. Okay. At, cool. So yeah, that's my hidden gem. Well, that I'm, sounds fun. I'm loving it. Yeah. What is a show or movie you watch just for fun? Oh my God, Wayne's World. Yeah. Wayne's World it's is so one great. of those movies that I will watch beginning to end any time and weirdly based a lot of my personality on it. <laughs> I, it's, I, I came to that conclusion a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh God, I adopted too many habits from Wayne's World. What I love is when you see somebody in this movie and then later on you're like, hey, that's the guy from when they're in the back of the car and their one friend is like way too drunk or whatever and he's all... If you're going to spew, spew into yeah, this. Yeah. Is I believe that's Lee Torkison Tor- is his name. Uh, who was like one of the, he was like Christopher Loney's boyfriend on Oz when they were like prison boyfriends. You know, oh my God. yeah, and the, the, okay. he's just like this drunk guy on uh, Wayne's World. That's one of their buddies. It yeah. is. It is. It has become the keystone of all of my pop culture knowledge as well. Right? Where like I know Brian Doyle Murray because he's Noah of Noah, Noah's Arcade. I'll tell you what. I think that movie, and also we talked about this recently on the show, uh, So I Married an Axe Murder, yes. is just as yeah, kind of the same as Wayne's World. I put those two movies together, and you got like 8 million people that you've seen everywhere. Oh, oh my know. God. Have you watched The Pentaverate yet? Oh, loved it. I loved it. I am savoring it. I'm a couple episodes in, and it's just, it's like putting on a really comfy pair of old pants. Yeah, like Mike Myers, he's still got he's it. Doing, you know? He's doing a very similar thing to what he did in the 90s. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I how much I missed that. A lot more crass, though. It's, <laughs> it's just very, fine. It's just it's fine. It's very crass, but yeah. 
I'm like, oh, I'm definitely in the mood for this again. A couple of the characters I did not know were him. You know what yeah. I mean? There were a couple. I was like, oh, that's him also. That is wow. also him. Okay. He, and I am, I am 100% here for it. Yeah. I do wish that he and Dana Carvey would do one, a show like that together. Oh, I would love nothing more yeah. than, than that. Oh, that's great. What is the show or movie that inspires you? Don't oh. say Ted Lasso. <laughs> I have to say that every show now. <laughs> every every show. Uh, I mean, have you watched Welcome to Wrexham? Um, basically, oh, yes. Yeah, yes. it's uh, it's like oh, <laughs> like it's so crazy the parallel thinking going on. You that, know, it's great. When I went, here's what I thought when I watched. Yeah. And I don't know if you watched this show. But when I saw Welcome to Wrexham, I was like the the writer from uh, Mythic Quest, which also I love Mythic Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy that's the tall guy that's the writer that's running that's kind of helping the, them run the team. Yeah. He was a serious regular on American Auto, and I did an episode of that. No way. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, I know that's the guy from American Auto. I didn't He's, know he was a writer. That's, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, that's not my inspiring show, but I yeah. just, I thought it was, like, between Ted Lasso and Welcome to Wrexham, my girlfriend and I are like, should we start watching <laughs> soccer at this point? I, how do you, how does one start watching think, soccer at this the, point in life? But that's the thing is, like, you like those shows because there's not a lot of soccer yeah, in them, you know? But it's also... I really like watching sports documentaries. I don't. I don't yeah. enjoy watching sports. I'm like, give me all the great yeah. bits, right? Right, packed into like an hour and a half. Nice. Yeah. Welcome, uh, Rex. I'm interested to see how that turns out. I mean, I, I could look it up online yeah, and find out. I, know, but... I thought of that too. Like, it's very easy to find out yeah. how this ends. Right. But I guess, I guess, if we were talking about uh, inspiring, I mean, I'm just gonna keep playing into my niche here. Yeah. Oh, this is so basic. Uh, literally, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I find inspiring. The last time I, I watched all of them, I had this thought where I go, I'm so lucky I get to watch these for the rest of my life. Right. You know, uh, every now and then you get you get to like a piece of media where you're like, this is so good and it will be with me forever. Right. Uh, Just like when I read the books when I was a kid. Yeah. I was never like, oh, I'll never. I was kind of like, I don't think I'll ever get to see this as a movie, you know? Yeah. And now you can. Yeah. And, and you... <laughs> You find those little bits that you connect with. Right. Because sometimes, you know, you, you do the day in, the day out of right. of creating things. And sometimes, you know, you do have to sort of reconnect with that initial spark. And like and right. that sort of creating, you know, you want to talk about maximalism. It yeah. doesn't get any larger scale than something like that. And right. That, and it's always very inspiring to me to see something that was created from absolutely nothing right. uh, into that involved and detailed and big a world. You know, I'd started watching the new Lord of the Rings series. Oh, yeah. I'm not that far into it. Me too. So far, I'm like, this is good. I'm also way into the new The House of Dragon. House oh, of the yeah. Dragon. Same. I'm into both of them. I'm Same. like, okay, uh, I guess I'll just accept anything they do, even all, though I think they're both good. All I can say is for anyone listening who's so tired of all of these fantasy shows, I, I just need to say I'm sorry they're making them for me. Right. My, I'm very well aware that very soon uh, they won't be making things for me anymore. Yeah, so, I know. So Especially just, in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. They're going to start making them for like the people younger than us. So I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm soaking it all up right yeah, now. I'm like, yeah. keep making those things just for me because it won't happen for forever i get you yeah so yeah right. so i think i think whenever you know you find that thing that really inspires you and you hang on to it's great to check in with it yeah great recommendations thank you very much people if you'd like to get more breakfast stuff such as pics of dan wessels and i enjoying our breakfast from sun cafe go to my website brentpope.com you can list all the breakfast episodes there you can see clips from all my tv appearances and the official breakfast store with a bunch of fun stuff shirts mugs stickers it's all in there the original album 
that we're in the middle of making right now. We're going to do the studio sessions. Yeah. Twelve ninety nine, guys. There are only ready. 150 of these available. On, so, sa- on sale at Best Buy. Yes. <laughs> but don't buy them at Best Buy. Buy them in the Brentford store. People of Earth, <laughs> do yourself a favor by picking up something from the Brentford store, brentfordstore.com. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Brentford and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Brentford is being enjoyed all over the United States and in 58 countries across the globe. Dan Wessels, the latest the oh. Republic of Moldova, birthplace of Cleopatra Straton, the youngest person to record a number one song and an album, as well as winning a, an MTV award. How old do you think this young lady was when she won her first award? Okay, if you're posing the question like that, I'm going to say 14. Three years old! What? <laughs> what? Take that, Shirley Temple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so welcome. The good ship lolly. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, she walks into the studio while her dad is recording something, and they're like, oh, she starts singing. This is good. Let's do her. No (laughs) way. Yeah. I got to look this up. This sounds great. Folk music from uh, Moldova, I guess, Romania, and she was born in Moldova. Moldova is right between Romania and Ukraine. Uh So, I mean, not the most, like, safe place in the world to be making music probably right now, you know. But, uh, yeah, I was laughing because I was like, I was like, oh, she was born in 2006. Okay. First album, 2009. What? Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, welcome Moldovans. And trust me, my Breakfast Burrito Brigade, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my studio engineer, Will Frenchman. Thanks not a Frenchman. Well. Stop calling yourself a Frenchman. Well, I guess it's your name. You can do what you want. And everyone at the fabulous Tiny Studio LA, <laughs> tinystudioLA.com, make me sound so good. Dan Wessels, what is next for you? And where can we find you on social media? Hey, you can find my Instagram at Daniel T W E S S E L S. Uh, that's where I'm posting mostly photos of my dog, but also you'll see videos of me showing my process writing music for Sauce Boys. How about that? You nice. Can, you can watch along with me on my YouTube channel at Dan Wessels. D A N. That's my name. W E S S E L S. You can watch me write an entire action cue. That stars one Brent Poe. Yes, that's right. That sounds exciting. Uh, yeah. Uh, watch me score a shootout that Brent Pope was a part of. Uh, that was very exciting. I watched it myself. I, and I was in it, and I still thought it was fun. Yeah. And uh, it's your your moment where we think you're almost going to not make it. Or maybe my... I didn't make it. Oh. Who knows? Yeah, you're going to have to watch to find out. Uh, so you can see all that on my YouTube channel as well. And with that... end with shaving a haircut. (laughs) That's right. with Brent Pope. Help support it by buying some awesome swag like the comfy shirts and the beautiful coffee mugs. Go to brentfaststore.com.